0: and today's show a big thank you to all the viewers and subscribers and all the questions that we had the last day and the last video in relation to the Thailand reopening. Now we had close to 380 or so comments with a lot a lot of questions. Unfortunately it's very difficult for me to reply to all these questions online because it would just take too long. So what I have thought is I'm going to go through some of these questions and if you have more questions write them down in the comment section today and and what I will do is I will make a QA podcast maybe on Sunday or Monday and I'll upload it that day and I'll try to address as many of those questions as I can to help people who are considering coming to Thailand and maybe are a little confused about the new regulations and the new rules and how they apply to them etc. So that's just uh, something to help people if you're having uh, any problems understanding certain things. So just leave your questions down below in the comment section and I'll try to get through them through a, a Q&A video uh, later this week. And we'll start off now with the daily COVID numbers. There were 9,810 new COVID-19 cases and 66 more fatalities recorded during the previous 24 hours, the Public Health Ministry announced on Friday morning. There were 9,690 cases in the general population and 120 among prison inmates. The number of new cases rose from the 9,727 announced on Thursday when there was just 73 deaths reported. On Thursday, 10,513 COVID-19 patients were discharged from hospitals after recovering from the coronavirus. And for our first story of the day, many roads unsafe for motorcycles. Thailand has the highest rate of deaths due to motorcycle accidents in the world and bad roads are part of the problem and that's according to the safety group TyRAP. TyRAP director Kasim Chu Sharakul on Thursday said that 3 out of 4 roads at a length of more than 1000 kilometers were found unsafe for motorcyclists. Holes and roads and curved lanes mostly designed for cars were the main reason behind the high motorcycle accident numbers, said Mr Kasim who is a lecturer for the Faculty of Engineering at Lacorn University. Roads in Australia, France, England and the US are mostly designed for cars due to there being proportionally more cars than motorcycles, but it's not like that here in Thailand, he said. Lanes for bikes are on the left in Thailand, which is also the same for lorries. That has also resulted in road accidents. Objects on the roadside, such as electric poles or trees, are also a major factor in fatal accidents. Roadside barriers in Thailand are designed for cars rather than motorcycles, unlike in some other countries that have taken motorcycles into consideration. If the government injects only 0.1 to 0.2 of GDP each year or about 15 billion baht into the road network, it will save some 7,500 people from suffering a road accident each year, he said. The Global Status Report on Safety in 2018 from the World Health Organization said there were 22,000 Thai people who died in road accidents during the year 2016. The majority of these deaths occurred for those aged between 15 and 29 years, a statement accompanying the report said. The 2018 report also shows that 74% of road traffic deaths in Thailand are due to riders of motorised two and three wheelers, mainly motorcycles. In general, some 20,000 road deaths appear to be recognised annually as an accepted figure. Dr. Santi Khan, a former WHO advisor, said the number of motorcycles in Thailand increased by about a million each year. He said that 21 million bikes have been legally registered, but he added that some 11 million riders were found not to have a driving licence, which raises the risk risk of danger on the roads. The most popular types of bikes among teenagers, with wide rims and narrow tyres, were also found to have the highest rates of accidents, he said. Over the past 18 years, the yearly number of deaths from motorcycle accidents have been more than the number of deaths we have seen from Covid-19 last or this year, he said. But the government hasn't stepped up measures to deal with the issue. A proposal was also submitted to the Prime Minister, but it has yet to see progress. And he makes a very good point about that. The traffic deaths and the deaths on the road in this country are far above that of COVID-19. But yet there is no campaign to try to bring these numbers down. Now you see in Thailand that everybody wears a mask these days. But yet nobody wears motorcycle helmets. And in fact I have seen on the road in Thailand people wearing masks while on their motorbikes. But with no helmets still. Apparently a big fine of 20,000 baht, right? And the possibility of getting COVID does make people wear a mask. So I wonder... If you had a fine of 20,000 baht and the possibility of going to jail, would that make people wear a helmet too? But, you know, this is Thailand and you do see a lot of this. But I do find it an interesting observation that a mask is worn on a motorbike but not a helmet. Again, Thailand has always had an issue with accidents on road. And it's not just to do with roads. It's also the rule of law not being enforced on the roads, which is a very big problem here too. So I also feel this report leaves out that and doesn't want to shine a light on the fact that maybe the police aren't exactly doing their job either but we'll leave it at that for now and we'll move on to our next story And next up, Phuket to Launch Recovery Campaign. Phuket is preparing to implement the Together Phuket Stepping Forward campaign following the government's policy to allow tourists from low risk countries to enter without a quarantine period from November one. Phuket Governor Narong Wun Si said the idea was initiated after the success of the Phuket Sandbox scheme. The campaign is an agreement among related parties, resulting from Thursday's town hall meeting with the Phuket Tourist Association and other private and public agencies about next steps in the province. Mr. Narong said, Phuket plans to develop the province as a hub for tourism, education and service innovation between 2023 and 2027. The province will also expand revenue generation across the island as well as enhance its sandbox scheme to handle all contingencies, Mr. Narong said. Before the COVID-19 pandemic, Phuket earned 442 billion baht from tourism in 2019. Revenue gradually dropped due to low numbers of tourists during the pandemic. However, the situation changed with the launch of the Phuket Sandbox, where the province earned 2.14 billion baht from 70,229 tourists, 31,287 of whom were foreigners who visited during July to September. As of this month, most foreign tourists were from the United States, England, Israel, France and Germany. Health services in Phuket will be enhanced to also further assist the tourism market, Why we will strive to ensure hospitality services exceed tourist expectations, said Mr. Narong. Deputy Phuket Governor Chu Chuwang said the province has security measures in place to help ensure the safety of domestic and international tourists. Phuket Tourism Association President Pumakita Ruttenkam said the sandbox scheme data was updated on Sunday, it shows 51,748 tourists each spend 62,000 baht per trip. However, he said the figures show the province needs 10,000 tourists to enter the island per day to distribute revenue broadly and increase the employment rate. Some measures including lowering COVID-19 insurance policy conditions and fees for at-risk groups have been proposed to the government, Mr. Bumekita said. If some measures are approved, the province will be able to generate more revenue, he said. So another campaign with another slogan to be another hub and I think that pretty much sums up that entire article so we'll just move on. Curfew to end in 17 tourist provinces. The Prime Minister has ordered an end to the curfew in 17 provinces including Bangkok from October 31 to support the reopening of the country to fully vaccinated foreign tourists on November 1. The order signed by General Priya Chanacha Cha was published in the Royal Gazette late on Thursday night. It said the COVID-19 situation in the country was improving with stable new caseloads and faster patient recovery and it was necessary to revive the national economy. The curfew will therefore end at 11pm on October 31 in the sandbox provinces that were declared maximum and strict control zones but have tourism significance and are designated for reopening. From October 16 the curfew has been from 11pm to 3am in maximum and controlled areas. All areas within the blue zones, so either the entire province or an area within the will have the curfew cancelled if it is applicable to that area as some areas are not under curfew rules at the moment. The number of people at public gatherings in the tourist reopening zones will be capped at 500. Entertainment venues in the tourism reopening provinces will remain closed including pubs, bars and karaoke shops, but operators and officials could begin preparing for their reopening which would be permitted later. I suppose a, a good thing if you're opening up the country to international tourism is to get rid of the curfew that requires everyone to be wrapped up in bed by 11 o'clock. So of course that's a very good start and uh, we definitely appreciate that. But can we move on to the next step and get entertainment venues open in these zones and get bars open and restaurants open and you know money circulating and people making a living and tourists having fun and enjoying their life and their trip to Thailand because that's the reason they have come here. So hopefully 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 we'll see that very, very soon. And we'll quickly move on now to the Thailand reopening on the 1st November. So just a couple of things happened since the last show. Late last night, the government announced the list of low-risk countries. And in fact, there's 46 countries on that list. Uh, They are Australia, Austria, Bahrain, Belgium, Bhutan, Brunei, Bulgaria, Cambodia, Canada, Chile, China, Cyprus, Czech Republic, Denmark, Estonia, Finland, France, Germany, Greece, Hungary, Iceland, Ireland, Israel, italy japan latvia lithuania malaysia malta netherlands new zealand norway poland portugal Qatar, saudi arabia singapore slovenia south korea spain sweden switzerland united arab emirates united kingdom united states and hong kong so they are the list of 46 countries that can now come to thailand under the quarantine free program interestingly uh Russia are completely missing from it and the only reason I say interesting is that for the last month the Thai government has basically been talking about how Russia were going to be the saviour of the high season actually and along with India as well so both those countries have been omitted but that's just a little interesting side note to all of that. Then and then what we had was the confirmation of the different programs. So Thailand has three schemes for entering Thailand by air starting November 1. We have the exemption from quarantine, we have the Sandbox program which we all know about, and then we have alternative quarantine. So for the exemption from quarantine, which is the one most people care about and who the 46 low-risk countries can use now. Uh firstly, uh there's quarantine so you must wait for an RTP test result at the hotel for one night or until you receive a negative result. Now I don't know what that means. Maybe it means that it could be less time. You might be there only five or six hours and you get the result. I hope it doesn't mean you could be there three days waiting to get a result. You need to be fully vaccinated at least 14 days prior to travel. For your accommodation requirements you're going to need one night reservation at a SHA plus or AQ hotel and you will also need payment confirmation. So that means that you're going to need to get the SHABA code from your hotel which is very easy for the hotel to do and very easy for you to get. For the medical insurance it's not required for Thai nationals uh, to let you know but I have asked a question about that in relation to expats who maybe pay social security in Thailand and would be covered under the social security scheme and whether or not they have to pay for that so I'm waiting for a reply on that. So the medical insurance uh, the uh, minimum coverage that needs to be on it is now 50,000 US dollars. It was 100,000 so it's been reduced to 50,000. Let's see if the premiums drop or not. That will be interesting okay. The COVID-19 test before departure you need to have an RT-PCR COVID-19 test result issued within within 72 hours before you travel. When you arrive then you need to do one RT-PCR COVID-19 test on your arrival day when you get here so that's basically it now there's some funny things on the tourism authority of thailand's website and i don't want to talk about them because i think they've made mistakes in what they publish they talk about certificate of entry that to me is a big mistake because we're talking now about the new thailand pass and they keep quoting the coe thailand website when that is not the website and they talked about something about doing a rapid antigen test on day six of your time in thailand but that makes no sense because it keeps talking about doing it at a hotel but right back if you're free to go anywhere and stay anywhere you might not be at a hotel you could be at a villa you could be back at your own homes we'll see what that is i think that's personally a mistake okay and we'll just go through quickly the sandbox program that's available to everyone if you want to do it but i would say anybody not on the 46 will be doing that you're restricted to the sandbox areas for seven days okay it's open to fully vaccinated travelers uh, vaccinated at least 14 days prior to arrival you need to book seven nights reservation at a SHA plus hotel in a Sandbox area, and now we know that those sandbox areas are called blue zones as well. So you can book in any of these blue zones, from what I know. The insurance coverage has also been reduced to fifty thousand US dollars, and just to reiterate, it must cover COVID infection. And then the COVID nineteen have an RT PCR test issued or results issued within seventy two hours before travelling. That's pretty standard across the board now. And it says you need two RT PCR nineteen tests on the day arrival and day six or day seven of stay. Now I have heard that the day six or day 7 of stay may be a rapid antigen test and not an RT-PCR but I haven't seen it I've only seen it on the TAT website and their information as I said is really really inconsistent and has a lot of mistakes in it based on what's been issued by the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and to be honest with you I would trust the Ministry of Foreign Affairs well above trusting the tourism authority of thailand and what they've written because the ministry of foreign affairs are really the ones that will be implementing this in the various countries and embassies throughout uh, the world and then it'll be the ministry of public health who will be implementing when they arrive so I, I i really think let's just stick with the information from the official departments of the government rather than a state agency that seems to have things let's say maybe not quite right and i put this uh I'll, if you're watching this on youtube i'll have this uh, infographic that i'm reading off on the screen for you okay and I will Oh, I think I've already posted this on my website I'll leave the link down below in the description for you if you want to take a closer look at it or download or whatever you want to do with it a lot of feedback in relation to it um positive and negative a lot of people think well it's certainly a start a lot of other people think it's still way over the top I think people just want to travel without having to go through the rigmarole of the different documents they have to upload. And yes, it's a pain in the ass to upload documents. The way I see it right now is we need to start moving forward. And this to me is, I guess, a step in the right direction. It's not in any way perfect, but it's a step towards getting Thailand back to normality any kind of step forward is a good step in my opinion. Now just a quick thing for Thais and expats who wish to go abroad as in leave Thailand and go for holidays. Okay so the first thing is if you went to one of the 46 countries on the green list on your return you sleep in an SHA plus hotel for one night you wait for the swab result and then you can go home. Now this is confirmed. If you went to a country not on the list of 46 on your return you will sleep in an SHA plus hotel for seven nights in the sandbox area and you also can travel any within that blue box zone, as well, by the way. And if you hadn't had any of your vaccinations yet, and you've left, you will do have to do the ten nights ASQ hotel quarantine, where you stuck in your room for ten nights. So if you're basically travelling abroad and you're going to the EU, you'll be perfectly fine. You'll be going if you go to the states, you'll be perfectly fine. I guess it's just a matter of keeping an eye on where you have been. They can check it, I guess, in that some countries do put entry stamps into your passport. So yeah, it's proof that you went in. So, but if you're coming from one of those. Forty-six countries, and you've left Thailand, and you you can come straight back in. You do your one night in the hotel, get your swab, and you're done, and you're back home. And that's going to be it for a while. I I think if we see very few positive cases coming into the country from vaccinated people, they'll probably eventually drop the PCR test on arrival, and we'll probably start to see just vaccination certificate required to enter the country, and it will be something easy like that. I think that's just my opinion, but. As for as always your opinions are very welcome and I'd love to know what you think down below in the comment section. And next up, Phuket Sandbox Model adapted for Bangkok's International Airports. Thailand's Suvarnabhumi and Mueang International Airports have adapted Phuket sandbox model in the management and processing of arriving foreign tourists. Disembarkation to leaving the airports will take roughly 25 minutes according to the Transport Ministry. Today, the Transport Minister assured that the two international airports, Thailand's main air gateways, will be 100% ready to welcome the first passengers on November 1, when the country is reopened to tourists from low-risk countries such as the UK, Germany, Singapore, Poor in China, who are fully inoculated would recognise COVID-19 vaccines, and who have tested negative for the virus within 72 hours prior to arrival. Four other airports are also open for foreign arrivals. For the safety of the tourists, fare-based cars, taxi, grab, etc., must be equipped with a transparent plastic partition between the passengers and the driver before they will be allowed to pick up customers at the two airports. The post-arrival screening requirement must be completed within 72 hours of arrival. Initially, it is expected that Don Muang will handle about 10,000 arrivals a day, compared to a about 50,000 pre-COVID-19. And now for the Phuket news. We had 992 international arrivals through the sandbox scheme. They arrived on six flights, one Qatar, one Emirates, one El Al, one Etihad and two Singapore airline flights. Since the 1st of July 53,120 travellers have availed of the sandbox programme. In other Phuket news, Phuket local food served in domestic tourism push. Local officials have launched a campaign to highlight local delicacies available at five villages in Phuket to help lure more tourists to the island and to distribute income from inbound tourists to much-needed areas. Rasada launches job creation project. The Rasada Tamban Administration Organization has unveiled an infrastructure development project aimed at revitalizing the area to support tourism and increase income from those affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. And finally, income distribution vital in Phuket tourism recovery, says the governor. Phuket Governor Narang Wunsi has emphasized that income distribution among residents across the island was paramount to the expected slow return of tourists after November 1, where Thailand is expected to reopen to receiving vaccinated tourists without quarantine from selected low-risk areas.